Hello. 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 You're not talking to me, you're talking to the people at home. Well, this is a discussion. This isn't like a podcast where we just talk to a microphone. That'd yeah, but you've got to talk madness. to the people at home first. Okay, hi everyone. There you go. Hello, welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 11. Sure. Yeah. We made it. We made it to episode 11. We got past the, the wall, the metaphorical wall. Meta, meta, metaphorical wall that people... Metaphysical. Metaphysical wells and such. Metanite. Um, Metanite, yeah. Nintendo. All right, yeah, so um, welcome to episode 11 of Crit Apocalypse. We're here, we're talking Queer. about stuff. We're, what? <laughs> we're not, we're not that, but, yeah. You nailed the intro again. Nailed the intro. Every time I just get them, I hook them, and then I just drag them yeah. in, and they don't realise it, but an hour of free entertainment has come their way. Hells yeah. Right. Hells to the year. So, what do we do on Crit Apocalypse? We review things. Sometimes we review things associating the score that we assign them with an actor, and other times we review things based just purely on numbers. Yeah, I think we should go for the joystick-style review system. Of what? Um, we abandon scores, and then we get shut down. <laughs> and then become a subsidiary of Eurogamer, and then they abandon scores. We're not going to get shut down. There's no, no one. We're not. In, no one's in charge of us. We don't even have a, like a sponsor. It doesn't even we, cost us anything to make this. Exactly. It's, it's essentially free. The only price is our time, our precious, precious time. Oh. But fuck it. I was only going to use it wanking anyway. I might as well do something social. To be wanking now. I could be. I could be, and that's part <laughs> of the fun. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. We talk about things. We don't actually have any sort of basis of the things we talk about, so we can talk about anything. Tomorrow we can talk about I don't know. KY Jelly, and then the next day we could talk about Peter Andre's lucrative career in coffee. Hmm. I think you should start a review. I should start a review. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> right. So, uh, so this week I watched a film I haven't seen before. It's made by someone I probably should have seen it before. Um, David Cronenberg's Shivers, or as it's titled in America, It Came From Within. Hmm. What a fitting title. So, Shivers is a story of a man gone mad. Who was um, who was fired from being a professor at school because he was molesting a twelve-year-old girl? He he was giving her breast exams apparently when 12? she was twelve. Yeah, no one's gonna believe that. No, I know, right? You at least get a good alibi. So anyway, um, he is he is at home and he's decided that he's going to combine syphilis with a parasite that can replace organs. So he's making like a sexually transmitted organ replacement. Parasite. So if you were to lose a kidney, they could put the parasite in its place and everyone would have it inside of them so that whenever they lost a kidney or an organ, they would be able to just jump in there and take over for them. All right. Goes wrong, though, because it turns out the parasite just makes everyone into a raping monster. Oh. Yeah. And uh, and it all kicks off, really. It's all a little bit like The Thing. There's a lot of paranoia to it, but at the same time, there's like there's a woman who's in love with another woman and she gets the parasite inside of her. And there's this element of being free, that, that that you are free from the confines of society and she's able to just go and tell this woman she loves her and they start banging like crazy. Sweet. It's actually a very good film. Really unnerving. I couldn't tell why it's unnerving though because themes of sexuality have been available to us, our generation. It's a David anyway. Cronenberg film. It is That's David why it's unnerving. <laughs> but it's, it was really well made. Really liked it. Um, I'd recommend it. Um, I'd, I'd give it a solid... solid uh, Michael Fassbender, mm. quality actor. It's not quality one of the few Cronenberg films I haven't seen. That yeah, I, I I've seen everything else. I've got a feeling it hadn't been released on DVD in the UK before because it's only just kind of Arrow films, isn't it? Well, I watched a documentary on YouTube uh, mm. that was on BBC, 
Yeah. About David Cronenberg. And it was before they showed Videodrome. So it was like a 20 minute documentary that I watched. Yeah. And they mentioned Shivers. And I was like, oh, I've never seen Shivers. I think I've got Videodrome recorded on VHS from TV. Videodrome. Videodrome's a great film. I'd recommend Videodrome as well. Videodrome can also have the coveted Michael Fassbender Award. No. The Michael Fassbender Seal of Approval. Boom. There you go. So is that your review? Mm-hmm. Okay, what am I going to review first? That was super quick, wasn't it? Well, I'm going to get the wrestling out of the way. Because, <laughs> you know, you moan. I don't moan. Complain. When do I moan? All the time. I don't moan about wrestling. I just have no fucking idea what's going on. There's two guys trying to bum each other, is how I see you wrestling. You play WWE Supercard. You pretty much got it all there. There's <laughs> two bits of paper trying to bum each other. Yeah. No, that's how it works in wrestling. They just shove loads of wrestlers into each other, and then they get stronger. You try and get their thumb in. Yeah. Shove loads of guys into Paige. But, um, yeah, NXT Rival was the other week, which is like, they have their pay-per-views on WWE Network, but every now and again they have like their NXT show and they do like a special one-off two-hour event thing. Okay. And NXT's really shaping up well because it's pretty much become like an independent wrestling league, but with WWE production values. Okay. So it's kind of like Ring of Honor and all that. Uh, it pretty much is Ring of Honor now because they've got former Kevin Steen, now called Kevin Owens, KO. Ah, uh, yeah. see what they did there. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the they're the letters for knockout. Yes, well, which no. is what you do in wrestling. Yes. Well, no, that's what you do in real sports, and that's what he did. Spoilers: He won the championship by basically knocking his opponent Sami Zayn out in real life or in well, wrestling. Well, he just power bombed him a lot, and the referee finished the match. Oh, okay. But um, TKO then. Sami Zayn in in uh, Ring of Honor used to be known as El Generico, which is possibly one of the greatest gimmicks ever. And WWE decided, no, nah, we don't want that. We're just going to have you be a guy with a beard. Yeah, he comes to the ring to some like fake um, less um, less than Jake's hype song. Oh really? Like dead, 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 like that. Oh. And yet the crowd still chant Ole Ole Ole, which is what they used to chant for um, El Generico all the time. El Generico is basically a Canadian French luchador, like who wore the mask and had a cape and all this sort of stuff, and came out and wrestled like a Mexican wrestler. So not but couldn't speak Spanish or English. So not generic at all. Well, he's El Generico. His costume was basically, like, the mask was one of those store-bought oh, yeah. generic masks. It would have been so easy. They could have just, like, brought some cheap masks and sold them. and Yeah. Yeah, but no, they changed his name to Sami Zayn. Um, but, yeah, it has been it was really good. They got, like, a tag match on there was really entertaining. The women's match. They've actually got the women who wrestle in NXT seem to be able to wrestle, which is something that's right. a bit rare. It's not like EastEnders or, well, WWE, or as I call it, EastEnders. <laughs> You were just like, you stole my man! No, you stole my man! The diva storylines of wrestling are worrying these days. Quite often they seem to be focused around how one of the divas look. Really? Yeah, they've done done fat shaming storylines and stuff. Can you imagine? Alright, just let's take, let's combine these two reviews. Can you imagine if shivers happened in wrestling? How quickly it would spread first? I think they've they've done that storyline. Like and then the women <laughs> just become sex craved monsters. It's just basically every week you tune into WWE, expect to see wrestling, and there's just a bigger and bigger orgy. Happening. I don't think they'd have an orgy because they've got to keep it PG. But there used to be a wrestler called Meat, whose gimmick was that the girls that imagined him kept giving him a boner before he came to the ring. He was um, Sean Stasiak. Just tuck it in. He had like a, had a boner in his trunks. Yeah, just tuck it in. Yeah, just like couldn't... put it, flick up into the waistband. Yeah, you can see it. That's the that's the joke. Oh, that was a joke. Like he was yeah. muff, mushroom topping out. He was wrestling. The guys were. Ooh. Oh right. That gimmick didn't last long. His dad was Stan Stasiak, who's one of the first WWF champions. There's a legacy for you. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm talking back to the 1960s here with wrestling. Oh, those days. Um, yeah, the divas in well, the divas, women wrestlers in NXT. They got um, Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair, who hey. on first appearances. I know that name. I wouldn't be surprised if you thought she was a man. Um, oh, okay. 
She's got Ric Flair's face, like literally Ric Flair's face. Really? I'm young just, young Ric Flair. Is this like Bruce Willis's daughter has the Willis chin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so does Hogan's daughter. Hogan's daughter, Brooke. She's yeah. quite hot. A certain angle, she looks like her dad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now they got Flair, F-L-A-R. F- no, F- F-L-A-I-E. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, someone searched for it already. It's one of the top yeah. searches. But, um, Holy shit! Yeah, no, I see like, it now. I yeah. see it now. It's weird. And they've got the same the same silken white hair. Yeah. She comes to the ring to like a um, sort of rocked up version. She is. Sprat- she has, version she has some stuff. broad shoulders. Yeah. It's weird. It's odd how much she looks like Flair. She hasn't inherited his wrestling ability. Um, but neither, then again, neither did David Flair. He was a terrible wrestler. But um they got a wrestler there called Bailey who's entertaining and she's yeah. got like this cute fancy girl type gimmick. But um she was actually doing really good in that match. I thought I thought she wasn't one of the better ones, but she was actually quite decent. One of the advertisements for um Ric Flair's daughter is it literally says Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte. She used to be in um TNA for a while and she couldn't wrestle at all there. She's definitely improved a hell of a lot. I think she's taken a bit more seriously now. Um the top match on that event, though, was Finn Balor, the Irish wrestler, formerly known as Prince Devitt, for having a match against Adrian Neville, who used to be called Pac years ago. And they had, like, a crazy awesome match. Gradually built up, had a lot of reversals, lots of high-flying stuff going on. Yeah. Um, was a number one contendership match. So, yeah, it's going to build up. And uh, I think I'm going to start watching NXT every week now, because Rhino returned, and he's on NXT now. He fought Spider-Man. Rhino um, didn't fight Spider Man. That's there's a character called Rhino in Spider Man. Yeah, Rhino the wrestler didn't fight Spider Man. Oh, okay. Macho Man did. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, Macho Man fought Spider Man. But yeah, I, NXT rivals really good event. Shit, she well, like to be honest, like Hulk Hogan's daughter has a bit of a chin, but she's very attractive. Yeah, she's got a bit of a chin, and when I say a bit of a chin, she looks like she could take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm advocating punching women. It's what you look for in a woman. <laughs> there's a there's a humorous photo that someone has. Should we put this on the podcast? I don't know. We're not to. It's a humorous photo of their faces being switched. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We should. <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome photo of um, the wrestler Albert. Yeah. You know the wrestler Prince Albert years ago, one with the piercings and stuff. The toilet. No. What the toilet? Prince Albert in the can. No, oh. no. His name was Prince Albert because he had piercings everywhere. But there's a picture of him looking at a baby, and someone swapped their heads around. So like his massive body's got a baby's head, and he's <laughs> looking at a baby with Albert's head. It's amazing. Was that, that. Is that a comment on his intelligence? Maybe <laughs> it was just hilarious, just the way of staring at each other. But um, yeah, NXT rival, really good event. Yeah. Uh, I recommend watching some NXT because it's certainly more entertaining than WWE's three hours of raw idges each we, week. We need to start marketing our podcast towards wrestling people. Yeah, you talk about a lot of wrestling. I don't. I do. I got to. I don't because I. I just there's something about that. Doesn't sit. Just it. It doesn't seem as good. I watch a UFC. You could have got WWE Network for free this month and got into it. Oh, oh I would have used it as well. No, I wouldn't. I'd never watch it. That's the problem. I was watching UFC the other day. I well, like UFC. Um, I'm drinking fridge fudge brownie milkshake today. Um, How is it? If it's delicious, but it'll be more delicious if fridge was sponsoring us. Yeah, I I also have a fridge milkshake. I had choca chocolate, mm. which uh, have they made the bottle smaller. No, they're the same size, five hundred ml. I'm convinced they're smaller than they used to be. Yeah, but you're old. That's oh no, four seven one. Yeah, see, <gasps> I'm telling you. Holy shit, maybe I'm old. Anyway, there is a lot of sugar in this. Yeah, of course there is. <laughs> but not as much fat as other milkshakes. No, that's true. So, yeah, fridge. 
Sponsor us. Your next review. My next review is an oldie but a goodie, as if my first one was so up to date. Um, my my second review is Friday the 13th, the video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Ooh. <sighs> so last month I... Uh, sorry, last two weeks ago? Two weeks ago I reviewed Resident Evil, the HD remastered remake, whatever the fuck they called it. Um, the and... And I got a nostalgic twinge. I enjoyed it very much, and I thought, why don't I, why don't I go back further into survival horror? Because it's it's probably one of my favourite genres of games. So I went back and played Friday the Thirteenth for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and holy fuck, is that a hard game? It's really fun though, but you need to be in the right mindset. Like so many people say, it's an awful game. Like a lot of people rate it as a very very bad game. And it's I not as played, bad as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I played Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's a fucking that's just a terrible game. Yeah. But Friday the 13th, if you are playing in the right mindset, as soon as you start getting like the machete or you go up and you get the axe and torches, you just have some fun. You start screaming, you're like, yeah! Killing shit with a machete, that's always fun. Yeah. Although I've not been able to beat beat Jason yet, but I've also not been able to beat his mum, which means I'm probably very bad at the game. I'm still very, very much at His mum's in it as well? Yeah. Where does it sit in the film continuity? Well, she's a floating head, like a Medusa head, in a cave, and you defeat her and she gives you upgrades. Okay. <laughs> um, I found my favourite character in the game is Chrissy, because she has super jumping powers. Yeah. Like, awesomely good jumping powers. What's Kevin powers. Bacon like in the game? I don't know who he's meant to be. Who was his name in the in the? He gets skewered in the face in the. Film, yeah, but that was he? by the mum. So this is this this one. This Friday oh, the Thirteenth game would be the second one because oh. Jason's in it. So it might even be the third one. When did he get the hockey mask? The third one. Third one. So yeah, it would be yeah. the third film this is based on. Oh. Which is funny because this was actually made in 1988, which was when Jason went to Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan the porno. Yeah. Yeah. This is that was the film where he punched a man's head off of his shoulders. Yeah. Best Friday the Thirteenth film by far. Do you think that if it was Mike Tyson, he would have lost that fight? <laughs> no. You think Jason Takes Manhattan was ninety ninety? Was it? It's later. Yeah. Was it's it in the nineties. Eighty eight. No, it's later because um, eighty eight would probably be the, the, new one, the psychic woman. Yeah, or, or the yeah. new generation. One of them. I can't remember the one. With the or slug. Jason lives. Fucking slugs. The Jason goes to hell was like ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. Had Tom Arnold? No, that was um, Friday. That was the. No, that was that. No. Which was the one with Tom Arnold in it? Was it Friday the 13th? No idea. <laughs> Freddy's... I don't know. Who fucking cares? Too many of those ones. But anyway, yeah, no, it's a really enjoyable game. Um, it's a lot better than I remember it being. It's not as hard as I remember it being. And if you get the chance and you've got, like, a Retro 5 like I do, play that game whilst you've got one of the films playing in the background because the film, the music of the game is actually pretty we'll bad. Just play the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, just have, like, the film soundtrack or have one of the films in the background. It makes a nice little atmosphere and it makes the game a little bit more fun. Have you seen the... Um... The retro Friday the Thirteenth figure. Yeah, I've got it. What the the Jason? Jason. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I want that. I yeah, want it's really cool. It glows in the dark. I haven't taken it out of the box. So it's just sitting above my telly. Oh, there's yeah. a retro Godzilla coming out soon. NES style Godzilla with like little pixel square pixel. There's a Master parts. System Rocky. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah I want yeah. that and the Rambo one. No, the Rambo, the NES Rambo. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They should do one based on the actual characters. Like, have they done a Batman yet? Yeah. Because that Nez Batman game... Yeah, he's purple. Purple and blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah purple and blue. He's yeah. got guns. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I'm planning to buy one of those figures, because I don't collect figures at all. I used but, to. I've still got a bunch up here, haven't I? But um, <laughs> I just I like the look of the game cases that open up, and they've got the... Yeah, yeah. And I want the Predator one. That looks cool. <laughs> I want those um, the NECA toys remakes of the old Predator figures. 
because they did um, basically new versions of the 90s Kenner Toys Predator figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've got Lava Planet Predator and I've got Emperor Predator somewhere, but I want like the new versions of them. Okay. So if NECA Toys Fancy sponsoring... Uh, yeah, NECA, podcast. get on it. Yeah. I used to have a lighter by NECA. I used to have an umbrella, Resident Evil Umbrella Corporation oh, lighter. <laughs> Can't buy them anymore. I'd like one of them. Yeah, sort it Shout out. out. <laughs> get on, get well, on the bell to us. <laughs> what's my next review going to be? I'm going to do the documentary Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was going to watch this. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, it's um quite a good documentary. It's not a definitive history of the Ninja Turtles, by yeah. any means. I got turned off by the fact that I saw Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in West Philadelphia. <laughs> he was or Philadelphia. I don't think he was born in West Philadelphia. He was in Beverly Hills. He was Hills. from Philadelphia. The plot of the film was that Phil was a, fel- a self-made man, and he grew up from there, and he rose up to go and finally be able to live in Bel Air. He it? beat back racism with his power of money, and then his son became the embodiment of racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. He's in that, West yeah, briefly. Yep. But um, now, Total so. Power is like, it's a really good like look at the history of how they came to create the Turtles and all this sort of stuff. The sort of thing that was like a DVD extra years ago, but actually a proper film, proper interviews. Um, not just Eastman and Laird, but it goes into all the people who worked on the cartoons, uh, yeah. Frank Wolf and the guys who sold it. Um, the toy makers, how they designed the toys. Because you know, Turtles toys were one of the first figures to have like, they were put in action poses. Like oh, they really? had their, they designed them for action poses, and they cut the parts off and made them articulate from there. Whereas if you go to action figures before that, they either have one stuck pose, like all the He-Man figures had, the exact Just same like pose, lumps of plastic. or they had straight arms and legs. Yeah. Like so, the Turtles figures were quite like quite cool. But it's only really definitive up to the point of the first film being released and the what happened after that, like the brief little moment after that, where it's like you know the success it had. Because um, after that, it kind of just like there's about ten minutes of going. Oh, and then we made more films, and the second one wasn't so good, so we made the third one. And they don't say how terrible the third film is. It's, it's really terrible. Bad. It's a horrible film. It's one of the worst. Yeah, but there's no mention of like. Although Casey Jones is in it, actually the B the B storyline is quite good with the 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 samurais in the current time and Casey yeah. Jones trying to like corral them together. Oh, and yeah, keep... yeah. That would have been a great film. Elias Coteus. Elias Coteus. Yeah, but they um. There's no mention of like the Just newer cartoons death. that have come along. That have you seen Turtles Forever? Yeah, that was a really cool little film. I thought the one yeah. where the old Turtles met the new Turtles. Yeah, yeah, the and then the 1987 ones. comic ones appear in there, don't they? And yeah, yeah, all this, yeah, like, all that and stuff. That's really cool. No mention of that, which would have been a really cool way to oh, cut off the Imagi Studios one. Did yeah, talk no about mention. That? Little you see brief clips of it, but no actual talk oh, about it. That's that, got one of the best fight scenes. Yeah, it's a really good Turtles film, I think. But it's um. It's a really good documentary, though. It's not got all that nostalgic fanboy stuff. There's a couple of fans here and there, yeah. but it's not one of those ones that's just loads of fans going, oh, my God, do you remember how great that was? It was amazing. It was the best game ever, or whatever. You know, there's one bit where they're talking about the NES Turtles game and how ridiculously difficult it was. It's the worst. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I can't even complete the second level. I'm like, fuck that. I always see the water level. I remember playing the water level, Yeah. and it's so fucking difficult. It's got to not suck. <laughs> that's not true you've got to have superhuman skill and also those tendrils are everywhere at one point how are you meant to get down there just fuck that game <laughs> whatever Friday the 13th is the best NES game everyone knows it yeah the Tell Power's good I like the lack of nostalgia I like that it was a proper like obviously I heard lack of nostalgia I mean lack of rose tinted nostalgia yeah um I like they show you all the characters that they came up with that never made it into the toys and all this like the guy had a booger gun 
a tube's <laughs> coming out of his nose and a gun with a big nose on it that fires boogers. Um, there was an underground set because at the time, lots of 80s toys, they had like characters in the sets. Yeah. You know, Castle, Grey Skull, Big Skull on the front of it. Yeah. So one of the sets was a sewer set with like some sort of demigod thing in the wall. <laughs> All right. Yeah, glad that never happened. It was a big old rock bearded man face. <laughs> that was an odd segue. Um, I used to love those turtles figures. I never had many of them. Like my mates had loads. I had like I had the big twelve inch one. <laughs> love twelve inch one. <laughs> yeah, I've got a massive twelve inch one now. Um, and then and then I had I had Leonardo. I had Donatello, and I think I had Raphael. I didn't have Michael. Back in like the early two thousands, when I was working at Toys R Us, yeah, what a great job. Um, I had to go to the Reading store one day to help out, and they still had Technodromes, like the original Technodromes. How much were they selling them for? Um, they were selling them for like ninety quid. For some reason, they had never marked them down. They just had them there. I was like, I'll buy one of them if they weren't so expensive. Yeah. But they had the actual original tech. The boxes were all tattered and bashed, but they were there. And I'm like, how have you still got these? Mm. Like that's the sort of thing. Like I was finding leftover leaflets. Like, didn't that come with all the turtles as well? The no, no, no. You just—it was literally just the Technodome. I think you got a Foot Soldier in there, and you that also was about got it. Kang as well. No, you had to buy Krang separately. Krang separate. Yeah. No, all separate. Huh. Technodrome was literally just a playset. That's what yeah. they used to do. Used to get those. Like yeah. you know, the old Millennium Falcon toy was a playset. Yeah, you Back got. You did days. get a Chewie with a Millennium Falcon. Did you? But you didn't get a Han Solo. Yeah. Some fucking reason. But yeah, Turtle Power, really good documentary. Mm. Go watch it. That's my recommendation. What would the equivalent be to Turtles before the Turtles? I mean, it'd be He-Man, wouldn't it? Transformers. G.I. Joe? Transformers. Yeah, Transformers was the biggest thing until Turtles came along. Like, Transformers was huge. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a Transformer. (laughs) It became a two-headed dragon. Two-headed dragon? Purple and... Yeah, Sort of teal colour sort of thing. Purple and grey? Purple and grey. Um, Might be one of the Predacons. Yeah, one of the Predacons. The feet turned down to be the dragon's heads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the Predacons. Um, I can't remember his name, but the middle part, the part that turns into the middle part of the body, and uh, forms no, Bruticus. Yeah, he become his the two heads become the leg parts where you connect the other Transformers to. Oh, really? It's a combiner. Yeah. Well, no, this thing was just it just became a two two headed dragon thing. It had legs and it had like a head to the tail. Yeah, it would be the you transform it a different way and it becomes the middle part of the body for the combiner. How crazy. Yeah. Oh, never knew that. Anyway, uh guess is my review. I'm gonna review The Xbox Ultimate Sale. Actually, this is one of my reviews. The Xbox <laughs> Ultimate Sale. You're just gonna be bitter. I'm gonna be so fucking bitter, you won't believe it. I'm gonna be bitter like lemons. Those cunts at Microsoft Not are gonna piss me off. Damn it. Uh. Um So anyway, um I so recently there was an Xbox Ultimate sale where there was a lot of savings on lots of different games. Um, some people, you know, some people they got the games they wanted. Things like Halo the Master Chief Collection, which is still not working. People wanted that, so that's gone down. Um, we've had stuff like um, NBA Live 15 has gone down to £8.25. That's actually going on to EA Access next week, so don't buy that if you've got EA Access. Um, then you had stuff like Costume Quest. Limbo was like four quid. Like, um, there's loads of little bits here and there. But basically... Oh, and Sniper Elite 3 went down to a tenner. There was one game that was supposed to go down in price that I was looking forward to buying. There was one fucking game that I wanted out of all of this. I just wanted to play Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. It's the only game like that on the Xbox One, apart from Dragon Age, but Dragon Age isn't really the similar... It's not, it's not like an action-style game. Dragon Age is very weird. It's almost like a team management game a lot of the time. Um, and I wanted to just play Lords of the Fallen. I've wanted to play it since it came out. 
never had the money, it's 50 quid or it's 25 quid. It went down to £7.50 for three hours. Yeah. And then it went back up to 50 quid. It was displayed in the promos, it was on the fucking adverts, it was on the marketplace for £7.50. It was just only on there for a couple of hours and then Microsoft removed it for whatever reason. They haven't given a reason yet. Now, obviously, the first thing you do is you go onto Twitter or you go and you talk to Microsoft on the live chat and you try and find out what's happening. So, for the first 24 hours of this, this situation, um, it was Microsoft... Hunger. What? Hunger, part of the Terracons. That's the one you're looking at. <laughs> um, so, immediately we all tried <laughs> to get an answer. For those 24 hours, Microsoft denied that it was in the sale despite the promos still being online. Major Nelson advertised Lords of the Fallen being 80% off or 85% off. It still wasn't in the sale. No one's been able to get it in America or any other country. It's only been... It's 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 just... It's a complete another piss take. That was a guy. That was yeah. all. Yeah. Hunger. Um, although he had grey <laughs> body parts, not purple. Um, so it, it was just a fucking nightmare. Like the, the one thing you want to play... It's like someone... It's like you're going to get lunch and going to get a specific thing and someone says to you, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you can have that thing... It's going to be here for you. You turn up at 11 o'clock dead on, maybe 15 minutes early. Maybe you turn up early. And you still can't get <laughs> the fucking thing content. you want. Yeah. It's, <laughs> what is the point in this anymore? What is the point in getting angry about this? I don't know. But I'm just... It's, You're doing it anyway. It's become this fucking stupid cycle of just... Of, 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 of nothing. There's just... There's nothing... There's no reason for anyone to own those consoles anymore. There's no reason for anyone to go next gen. Because you've got less titles less quality titles you've not got as much and it just seems like people don't give a fuck about their products anymore you're getting the Japanese publishers are finally waking up to PC releases as well <laughs> so it's kind of like even the Japanese games that used to be the last thing you could get on a console yeah. going so you've got the exclusives what has Sony got exclusive coming out Uncharted 4 uh, and that's about it no one's buying Drive Club no one's buying the PS4 for Drive Club are they no. and what about Xbox One is anyone buying a console to play Sunset Overdrive, Sunset Overdrive? well I kind of did that was one of my driving reasons to get it. Really? Yeah, because I'm a big fan of Insomniac. But, mm. but that, that, that's not the point. The point is just that <laughs> there's a game like there's Halo: The Master Chief Collection is still broken. It still doesn't work yeah. online. But they sold that at a retail of fifty quid, and then they reduced it incrementally until the point now that we're at where it's twenty five pound. Who's going to compensate for those people for three months who have had a broken game? See, online play doesn't work, isn't it? No, it doesn't work at all. Matchmaking's fucked. So for yeah, three months, but single player still works. Like so. yeah, but you can't do it matchmaking. You can't link up and play the yeah. single player with people. You yeah, just you can only just play single player. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to compensate those people for a broken game? You've offered Halo ODST as a download content, but it's still not going to fix the problems that are existing. <laughs> You offer someone compensation once you fix the problem. You don't let the problem continue to rot and break down and, and, and remove customers that you'd have. Halo 5 is going to be a shitstorm. And, and the the studio that are working on it, whatever they are, 343, I can't remember the name of them, yeah. um, they're just going to keep saying, oh, we've got a new patch coming out, they'll release a patch, and it will change the colour of one person, but it will stop everything else working. <laughs> So you won't, you won't even be able to play the single player. And then and then they'll keep going, oh, we're releasing Halo 6, so we don't have time to make the patch. We've made the patch. We've released it. It doesn't work still, but we've done our best, so we're going to go on to Halo 6 now. Was it something like um, 33% of games released last year had a day one patch? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way they're doing it now. I and think they're going to start doing it where the games don't work at all on the disc and you need to 
to install a patch to get it to work. It'd be it's, their way of doing copy protection and all this sort of it's stuff. It's just fucking it? stupid. It's just fucking stupid. If uh, the first the first issue is don't advertise you're going to do something and then don't fucking do it. Don't tell people they can get a product for cheaper and then not release it for cheaper and then lie to your to your client base. <laughs> lie to the people say you don't know why it's gone up. In I price. saw it on there. Yeah it, yeah, it was on there for the. It, it, just don't lie to people. What the fuck are you doing? Someone's paid you four hundred quid to waste their time on a fucking console. You don't fucking lie to them about what they're going to be able to play at what time for what price. Either do or don't. Don't fuck about with your fans. Lords of the Fallen Dev doesn't know why it's been kicked off yeah. for sale. Nor does the publisher. Yeah. Maybe £7.50. Microsoft are the only people that will know why that price has gone up. And someone will be responsible for doing it. And they haven't answered. No one at Microsoft has answered. It's an ongoing pile of shit. It's an ongoing... It just... Why? What is the point? Because the thing is, when they do the sales, they have to work out the deal with the publisher. So the publisher approves it and it gets put on there. And it was on the advertising. It was ready to go. The price changed after two hours. Why would you go ahead and sell it to a select amount of people? Why make one group of your fucking customers better than another group and able to lord something over? Do you know how fucking stupid that is? Because some jobless nobody is at home from 9 till 12 in the afternoon. Sorry, 9 in the morning till 12 in the afternoon. I miss out because I work and I spend that money I earn working on your product, you've decided that I'm unworthy to use your product the way I want to. <laughs> it's not fucking on. Send Lords of the Fallen, though. Yeah, but that's not the point. That is the only game of its type currently available on the console. Yeah, I want to play a Dark Souls-style game. Maybe it's the new version of Dark Souls. They've got on... Dark Souls 2 coming out in March, but I've already paid for Dark Souls. I'm willing to yeah. pay for it again, because it's not Microsoft releasing it, it's on a Microsoft console, but fuck Microsoft at this point in time. It's it, it, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with fucking publishers and it, no, not even publishers? Sorry, no, I apologise. I'm aiming at the wrong people. What is wrong with Microsoft in general? First off, you tell people digital games are going to be cheaper so that we can save money on something that should be cheaper anyway because you don't pay for a fucking disc or any shipping or anything like that. Yeah. Yet you charge us more money. And then when you finally give us the opportunity to actually take advantage of buying a product digitally, you fuck us over. It's a weird thing because it doesn't actually cost them anything to sell it cheaper. No. Like, I mean, the publisher's got the responsibility to cover the cost of development and keep staff employed and all sort of things. So there is a baseline that they have to charge. But yeah. the actual cost of... it does It's not going to rot on the shelves and take up space. No. <laughs> it's... I don't know. It's bizarre. They just need, it's more important that they sell stuff when it's digital than, than they don't. Yeah. So that's why sales exist. That's why sales are really big on um, Steam and stuff. Is like They do big sales because it's best way of generating cash really quickly well that's the thing was like, it um, Tim Schafer said once when they think they put Psychonauts at 75% off on Steam and they made back their budget in one day yeah like the budget from the game years later they took it all back that's insane I just don't get it I don't understand it I don't understand consoles anymore I don't I don't I don't understand game manufacturing I understand that it's a business and you're there to make money but you shouldn't make money at the expense of someone's experience on the item that you make what's the point in having quality assurance and quality control if there is no quality in what you're doing do you like how Wii U seems to love doing sales where if you've bought this game, now you can have some meat off another game. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I just want the other game. Yeah, <laughs> the best thing is, is if you buy it on the 3DS and on the Wii U, you get a soundtrack. Yeah. Like, oh, you they got that thing as well, haven't they? If you've got the game on the Wii original Wii and you transferred over, the, done the system transfer, which is a long convoluted process yeah. involving salt circles, incantations, sacrifices and whatnot. You killed four goats. Yeah. Still didn't get fucking Metro. They'll give you a little bit of money off downloading it again on Wii U, didn't they? Yeah, it's nice then. <laughs> I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I I don't get it on the PS4. I don't get it on the PS on the PS3. I don't get it on any console. It's just being fucked over basically. Yeah, 
Well, you done with that then? Yeah, I'm done with that one. Um, I'm going to review a game that I played last night. Uh, <laughs> free-to-play game. I looked at it and went, this doesn't have zombies in it, and it's not like a clone of something else. And it turns out it was a clone. But it looks at least a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a game called Run in Shadow, which is basically, simple description, it's Temple Run. But um, it's an endless runner game they brought out on PC. It's a mobile phone game, very clearly when you play it. It's very much a mobile game. Um, it's free to play, which is a nice price. Yeah. I like that. I'll do a video of it soon. It'll probably already be up by the time this goes up. Um, but basically, it's got RPG elements to it, and there's a level-by-level structure. It's not an endless runner. Um, when you're running through the levels, there'll be items you can collect, and there's like artifacts you get, and that gives you bonus money and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can trade your money to upgrade things. There is DLC for it to buy extra costumes, which there always is. Yeah. And there's also a, a currency system, but it's not a dual currency system. I don't mind single currency systems so much. Mm. It's the dual currency ones that bug me when they're going, here's all your money that you've been rewarded. Well done on winning this game. You can't use it for anything, though. Mm. I can't stand that. Um no energy meter, which is a good sign on free to play games. Yeah. You know, so you're not like going, Oh, you've played five goes in a row. Sorry, you have to wait half an hour before you can play again. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, which My Nintendo have done now. Have you seen on that Pokemon game they've released on three D S? Oh yeah, literally... the free to play one. Yeah, literally got Candy Cross Saga system. I haven't played it because I just can't be fucked. I, I don't, do I, I don't understand free to play games. I'm not a casual gamer, I don't yeah. But this one's like you just run through the levels, collect the coins, beat the bad guys. Um I've found that yes, as you go along, they'll get levels and you need to unlock them with money. Like You'll hit the level for them to open, but you have to pay with your gold you've earned in-game to unlock them. And I've got the feeling that what's likely to happen is that cost will keep going up and up to the point where it's kind of nagging you to buy. Like where it's just sort of going... Where the cost of opening up the level is a lot higher than uh, what you could have feasibly earned yeah. in the last few stages or recently. But... For what it is, it's pretty simple, straightforward. Um, controller support's pretty terrible on the PC version. It works, you can play it with it, you just use left, right, up, down and all that. But um, switching through menus is impossible. There's no indication of what you're selecting on the screen. That like You have no way to move between menus. I don't think there's any way to pause the game when you're running through it. I've been trying it and it's all weird, so I just stick with keyboard on it, which you can control using the WASD. Um, it's got a bit of an Assassin's Creed look. It's got a lot of RPG elements, a lot of stats to build, and lots of like, uh, costumes to put and on, all this sort of stuff. But um, as far as it goes, like it's not obscene so far. But I'm going to play it a little bit more, and then I'll probably do a video to have a proper look and see, like if it gets to the point where it's basically withholding content. That's what when it gets problematic for me. Yeah. When you're playing them, I and it's like Supercard. There's no point to Supercard go. You can't play anymore. Yeah. That's what's really they great with that game. You a way around yeah. other things. I've so. got to the point now where I'm starting to consider buying card packs and boosts and stuff on it. I wouldn't. No, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like thinking I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be so bothered. Like I'd probably only buy like you know the boosters for the if I want to get one of the higher cards on Road to Glory or whatever. No, don't like, do that. A boost, but but be be financially smart. <laughs> don't pay for something that's free. There's a whole point in the game, isn't it? They want you don't, to pay for it. Look, you're being brainwashed. Being don't brainwashed. don't be brainwashed. But I don't mind. It's like I'm, I'm not bothered. Be a Scientologist now. soon. <laughs> but I'm playing the game and I'm enjoying it and I'm thinking I'm putting a lot of time into this. I'd like to give the makers of the game a little bit of money. That's what They've it's about. Got money. They haven't really. Don't, don't do that. But that's the whole point. That's the whole thing with. That is the whole point. It's they've the made a game. Money. Yeah, but they've made the game. It costs them money to make it. But they so much from advertising. Like they don't. There's no advertising it. in. Yeah, there is. There's WC card. 
What? I don't get any ads. Yeah, there's ads on the bottom. I don't. Do you not? No. I'm not going to start out. No, I'm not falling for this. You've already been brainwashed. I'm not going to WWE no. Supercard Zombies. The way I see it, if a game developer makes a free-to-play game and it's good and it makes me want to spend money on it in mm. some way, then that's fine. That's what it should be. Yeah, that means it's a it's a product. It's yeah. a working product. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't be a situation where it's like withholding stuff to try and wear away your like your um, willpower yeah. to make you pay for stuff. That's when it's bad. Like I, I really need to do a video on Candy Crush Saga one day. That that friggin' that game is horrific. I know people that paid money to play a game. <sighs> Idiots. Fucking morons. It's a terrible game. But yeah, um, Running Shadow, it's quite decent. It's free to play on Steam. It's definitely on mobile phones. I haven't actually looked, but I guarantee it is because it looks exactly like a mobile phone game. Three star ratings whenever you finish a level. That's, That's how you awesome. know it's a mobile phone game. That's awesome. That's Angry like Birds. Cannonbolt. It's Angry Birds Legacy, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, decent game. Worth playing, I say. Congratulations. Right, Shadow, Shadow Run, Run, Shadow, Running run Shadow. Shadow. Yeah, congratulations, guys. So far, you'll see what it's like when I do the video. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's my last review, isn't it? Is it? Oh, it is. What am I? What is my last review? It's probably one of the better questions I could ask. Let's have a look. Is it Adventures of Link: Legends of Zelda Two? No, I did play that though, but um, no, it's Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on the 3DS. You were literally playing that just before we started. Alright, calm down, calm it down, son. There's no more Pop-Tarts left. Yeah, I bought you two packs, you ate them both. Mm. Oh, nice. Anyway, Monster Hunter 4, I recently started getting into Monster Hunter 3 on the Wii U, Monster Hunter 4 was being released, so I bought it. It's a very entertaining game. It is much like... It's it's like a RPG mixed in with the same elements that you get from a game like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so you're not catching the monsters, you're killing them, murdering them, taking their them skin, for, harvesting yeah. their organs. It's one of my favorite parts. And of then Far Cry wearing 4. their faces as hats. It's one of my favorite parts of Far Cry Four and Dragon Age Inquisition is killing things and then making them into other things. Mm. So uh, yeah, so it's, it's a really entertaining game. I haven't gotten deep enough into either of the games to really be able to give a solid score on it but I'd say that they're both very entertaining and worth your time if you're into RPGs if you remember Fantasy Star Online yeah it's very similar to that stuff so not an MMO but with online elements uh, no nice camaraderie between people there's no real negativity thrown towards newer people and uh, yeah just all in all quite fun that's rare on online games nowadays yeah yeah really have you rare. played Dota yeah <laughs> or Smite Smite's not so bad or lol, Jesus. Hearthstone's not bad because they can't talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> I threaten them all the time. <laughs> Send threats. I will crush you. Yeah, I will destroy you. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what to say about it because it's it's a difficult to place game. There's not much out there that's like this. I assume that if there was ever a Sword Art Online game that was made properly, it'd be very similar to this, mm. without so many monsters and maybe more like just big mass battles with lots of people. Have they put any like hidden random stuff in there? There's usually like references to other games. Oh in the yeah, like you can get like costumes for your feline companion that are yeah. like old games, like Link, and nice. you can get like Mario and stuff. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker that had the Monster Hunter stage. Yeah, you could unlock. Yeah, I need to pay through Peace Walker someday. I've got the HD remake. Oh, what, on the um... on the Xbox. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Two, three, and I've only I barely played them. I I I, I might have to that somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yawning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm only support that. Sometime. I really want to get into the Monster Hunter games, but I want to play it on PC. I think yeah. it'd be best on that. Um, I'd be happy for a Wii U version when that comes out, though. 
Monster Hunter 4, whatever well, they're going to call it. When Monster Hunter 4 comes out, I'm just get Monster Hunter 3, because they're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a massive amount of difference, from what I can tell, uh, my mm. many hours hunting monsters. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was a surprisingly short review for me. I don't go off the handle on that one. I'm just fucked off of Microsoft. I'm, basically, anything would be good right now. As long as, as long as someone doesn't withdraw it five minutes after showing me a shit sandwich, I'll still eat the shit sandwich if I'm hungry. I wouldn't. I'd, I'm picky. It depends how hungry. I like food to not taste like shit. I, I just don't care sometimes. So do you want me to go on to my last review? Yeah, you can go on to your last review. Which was one, super quick this week. Yeah. That's concise. It's concise, no time wasting. I'm going to be highly predictable and I'm going to review Better Call Saul, the first three episodes oh, that have been shown it? so far. It's really friggin' good. Okay. It's like really good. Oh, see, when yeah, I remember when it was first announced, I kind of got the impression they were going to go for a sitcom route. Yeah. Like it was going to be some lighter hearted version of Breaking Bad, set in the same world, but with Saul and uh, silly adventures and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's not, it's very much a companion piece for. Um, Breaking Bad same tone same style um, they visually reference Breaking Bad quite often through shots oh really like um, when Saul's lying on his bed he's got like a fold out bed in his office which is at the back of the foot spa yeah um, I think the foot spa was in Breaking Bad I swear I remember it from there but um, he's lying in there and the camera goes above and the gratings on the ceiling where the tiles have been removed from the ceiling form a box around him like when uh Forgetting old Walter White falls in the basement and yeah. lies there, and he's found the money's gone, and he's got the box around, him, like trapped inside a box, as it were. Yeah. Um, brilliantly shot. There's a lovely montage in the second episode of like him continually working as hard as he can, doing all the um, court work because he basically he works. He hasn't got a he's got a lawyer firm, but no one ever goes to him. So he basically works down at the courthouse doing all the like court cases for everyone who hasn't got a lawyer. Yeah. So turns up and helps him out and all this sort of stuff and basically like the first episode has him psyching himself up for a court case mm. and they're all waiting on him and he's in the toilet and he comes back and he does his whole big shtick and he gets gets you to believe that these students, you know, they broke into a morgue. It was a silly mistake. They shouldn't have done it and all this sort of thing. And it's like you're on the side you're like oh these these kids, you know, they just made a mistake. They're silly yeah. kids, they're dumb kids and he makes that and then the defend the prosecutor gets up Prosecuting attorney gets up, puts a video in the machine, and it's the kids fucking the head of a corpse. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Just like holding the head, I go. <laughs> uh, everyone's been young. That's a that's a that's a mistake. mistake. But um, yeah, it's really cool. Second episode's got um, what's his face? Who was the criminal? The guy, the first one that Heisenberg comes like, I want to kidnap him. Tuco. Tuco. Yeah, he's got him in it. He's got his mum, and um, <laughs> there's some. He loves old people. Yeah, bit of blood on the floor that he's been cleaning up. He tells him it's the cranberry juice, and he's cleaning. It. But um, yeah, he kidnaps him. Um, the guy who plays Vass in Free in Far Cry Three is in it. Oh really? He plays a guy called Nacho, and he's cool. a very similar character. Really intense, very intelligent, like oh. scary guy. I kind of want to play Far Cry Three again now. Yeah, he's basically like um, picked up Saul as his lawyer. Yeah. Like he, Saul owes him, so. He's going to be representing him. and Well, he's not called Saul in this. He's still called Jimmy McGill. Because, you know, Saul was a pseudonym that he yeah. took on. Yeah, because it's like, Saul, good, man. Yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm kind of interested to see how it goes. I'm hoping they don't have Jesse Pinkman cameo in it, because that kind of... Yeah, because Jesse didn't know about him when they were introduced to him. I think he did, you know, man. I think he might have already knew, because I think he was... Like, oh, but I know he saw the adverts for Saul around, didn't yeah. he? But um, Walter didn't, that's for sure. Yeah. But It'd be interesting. Apparently, Skylar might be in it, and Dean Norris might have a cameo. I can see Dean oh, Norris running yeah, too. Yeah, because like being uh, being a cop, he could be like testifying. Yeah, that'd okay. be interesting. Well, the, there's a housing estate that you see in it, which this family live on, 
um, the family, they're sort of like this group that he was trying this to pair that they're apparently stolen some money mm. and he was trying to get their job defending them. But then they went to the company that his brother used to work for. His brother established a big law firm and he's kind of at home. He thinks he's ill. He thinks everything magnetic is going to kill him and he's paranoid. He's just got a weird paranoid delusion. Mm. Everyone has to ground themselves when they come into the house and put their mobile phone outside and all this. Um, he's a bit crazy. But um, the family disappear from their house and the estate they live on looks a hell of a lot like the one that um, Dean Norris's character okay. lived on. What was his name? Um, Hank. Uh, Hank, yeah. Oh, because he had his beard, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Hank's, Hank's brew. Yeah. But um, it's been excellent so far. I'm really liking what I've seen of it. It's interesting. Every Tuesday on Netflix they're chucking it up and... Yeah, it's beautifully shot, well made, well written, mm. very character focused. It seems to be about like because um, everyone always well, you know when the people say prequels and they're like, oh, you know nothing's going bad is going to happen to the main character because they're alive in the other ones. Yeah. Like bad stuff can still happen to them. Oh yeah, and we still don't know, stakes. A lot of people were saying that saying that because it's a prequel, we don't get that we don't get that resolution. We know what the resolution is. We don't get that shock no. of resolution. Um, we Soul didn't die. Yeah, we don't know much about Soul. He keeps going. Like yeah. there'll be more beyond Walter White. The series starts off with a bit after Breaking Bad, yeah. where he's basically you know, he's in witness witness protection, and he's working at a um, was it Crisp was it Krispy Kreme place or something like that? Oh yeah, making donuts. He's got like a mustache, <laughs> um, and he's all paranoid. You see some guy he looks like he's staring at him, and then the guy gets up, the big tough guy, walks through the room, and then goes outside and hugs some woman outside, and he's like Ugh, freaking yeah. out. And he goes home, and he starts watching a video of his old adverts. Oh yeah, and remembers the glory days. That's when the episode starts. It goes back like I think it's set in two thousand and five or two thousand two, something like that. Okay, set long before. I like Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, he's a very funny guy. Great. He um he's on uh, Doug Benson's podcast. I keep watching Mr. Show stuff every now and again. Yeah, yeah, he's on Mr. Show yeah. as well. Was yeah. I was watching the other day? I caught some crime drama series on TV, and David Cross was in it, and it was a crime drama series. I can't take him seriously in a dramatic role. Don't know. His voice is too hilarious. He was in. He was in. Um, Obvious Child. I think I reviewed that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, for the podcast, but it's about the girl, the comedian. She gets pregnant on a one night stand. Mm-hmm. Um, she's basically, she's like one of those 20 somethings that doesn't know what she wants to do, like a millennial. Yeah. And she gets pregnant on a one night stand and she decides to have an abortion. And hilarious. Hangs up. Well, no, <laughs> right, don't stop. Um, and she ends, up, she ends up talking to the guy that she had the one night stand with and she really likes him. And she's trying to work out how to tell him that she wants to keep seeing him, but she is having this abortion. And what's nice is it's they they start to see each other more and more. They never need to say that they love each other. They're just interacting more and more. And it's just really, really well done. And it, the best thing about it is that she's not ever going, oh, maybe I should keep it. We could be together in a house. She's never saying that as a serious answer. She knows she wants to get rid of it because it's not the right time. She's not confident or in a good enough place to actually keep the child. Yeah. And it's really, really um, adult directing. It's not like so many um, so many stupid films nowadays where it's like, ah, he loves me now. I can have the baby and not worry. It's like... It's, What's that freaking film with Amy Poehler that's coming out that's blatantly got that happening? In Sisters? It? No. The one where she's a, basically a drunk... Absolute, dr- I thought it was a fake movie at first. Um, she's like a complete drunk, slutty type girl, sleeps around all the time. You mean Judd Apatow's new film? That's yeah. not Amy, Amy Poehler, that's Amy Schler. Whatever her name is. Yeah, it's a completely different one. Amy Poehler's the one from Baby Mama, which was the one with Tina Fey, which oh. was actually quite a funny comedy with Dak Shepard. No. No? Don't that's watch that film. 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, there is an Amy Schleuder film coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not Amy Poehler. Um, it's it's like Shallow Hell for women. Yeah. Looks terrible. <laughs> it looks Comedy's terrible. in a horrible state these days. Obvious Child's a really good film that came out last year. Yeah, but most comedy that's coming out now. I think it's, studio back comedy. It's punchline focused. Grown-ups 2 focused. and stuff like that. Like, fat guy wolf's over. <laughs> Look, did you hear that fucking Paul Blart got a sequel? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the trailer. I'm looking forward to it. He's uh, Now he's working at a Vegas casino. Hey, yeah. you remember what used to be funny in 2009? Segways! You know what's yeah. not funny now? Segways! And fat people... Oh my god, he is gonna fucking die soon. He's got to stop putting on weight and then losing it. Like either be a massive risk of a heart attack human being or be slightly chubby. There's stop a, flitting between the two. There's like, a bit in the trailer that's like I'm pretty sure the trailer entirely was built around him sliding along the floor at one point. Yeah. Like, oh, have you seen the original film? No, no. I tried watching some of it and I just started. Feeling, I wanted to fucking. I think I got a nosebleed. I swear I wanted to put knitting needles in my ears and eyes. I just wanted to fucking. <laughs> just wanted end to do this. the end of Ichi the Killer. Just. I just sit didn't down, want to fucking needles. exist in a world in which people make that a big, big comedy like Zookeeper. Yeah, Zookeeper's oh! not real. I thought Zookeeper was a fake film. What the fuck is wrong with humanity? Why is that funny? A fat guy falls over, that's not funny. If you call no. a person a fat in the street, it's not going to get laughs. People are going to feel like you're a fucking prick. So why is it funny to do it with 80 million pounds? <sighs> Dear. But John Candy used to go through tons of film with barely any fat jokes. Yeah, John Candy, the joke wasn't that he was fat. The joke was he was John Candy. He was yeah. a drugged up man child. You know, Uncle Buck, yeah. It was like You know, you see Uncle Buck and it's all about how much of a, a schlep he is and how... Sort of, you know, he was trying to prove that he can actually be a responsible Chris person. Chris yeah. Farley was one of the most active people on screen. He was mm. so fucking energetic. And it was never a joke about his weight, unless it was David Spade being contentious. And that was back when David Spade was funny, and him being contentious was always, he was a butt of a joke five seconds after. It'd be like, ha you're fat. Oh, I've been hit in the face by something because karma exists in this weird universe we've created. Mm. Or, ah, you're fucking useless. And then all of a sudden he's bald and he's wearing a wig and everyone finds out just shit like that it was great so watch it Adam Sandler you. films and nothing bad happens to yeah Adam you Sandler. watch Adam Sandler films and every fucking time you watch Adam Sandler films it's like oh he's gay oh, he likes boys you're like oh fuck off Adam Sandler and you're like when is Adam Sandler going to get his comeuppance never yeah. unless he's playing the woman character because uh, women are the butter <laughs> jokes his comeuppance is that he clearly <laughs> hates being in these films and I think he's gotten to the point now where he is trying to escape it, but he's never going to escape the fucking horrible shit show that he's created for himself. He was once the person who made Big Daddy a very sweet, substantial comedy that had a lot of nice little moments in it. Had John Stewart in it. That was the that was the height that he Adam Sandler will reach. Yeah, <laughs> that is the height that Adam Sandler will ever reach in his career is Big Daddy. That was the last good film he made. Ah, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, yeah, the last good film he made that was critically acclaimed and widely seen. I saw Punch Drunk Love. I saw Punch Drunk Love. I like that film, but no one saw it. <laughs> it will never get a sequel. There'll never be another. Spanglish wasn't a bad film. Funny people no did well. No one saw it. Funny people did well, but he was the joke. And yeah. he immediately, instead of learning from being the butt of a joke, he turned around and just made himself even more of a joke by doing Grown Ups and Jack and Jill. Yeah. He's not learning. He's and a terrible The person. problem is that he clearly <laughs> hates being on screen in those roles. He's clearly unhappy. Like, if you see him, he has aged badly in the last five years. He's got bags under his eyes, and the only fucking thing you can tell he's still alive is the fact that he's tanning every time he goes to one of those sunset vacations. <laughs> but, like, he's just, he is just, he hates himself. Clearly. 
Yeah. You remember you remember when he made the film Little Nicky and it was all about like that Wayne's World style character. Imagine if he was the son of the devil and it was all real rock music was really the devil's music. But it turned out that he was trying to be a sweet guy. It turned out he was trying to have redeeming qualities and he didn't care about the way that people looked and he liked women. And then all of a sudden he's, he's back to, oh, she's fat, she's great, oh, no, I don't care. And abusing women. It's just fucking stupid. Do you remember when I was talking about Better Call Saul? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that a couple of minutes ago? Yeah. Watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul. Don't watch Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Can't get much cheaper than that. Yeah, you can't. It's free. Well, it's not. Well, it is if you get your... Wait until it's all on there and then do your free trial. Yeah, do <laughs> yeah. your month free trial. Just watch all of it. But yeah, I suppose that's the end of it. We've managed to get an episode that actually kicks in under an hour. Haven't we? Yeah. Did we yeah. get under an hour? Yeah. Oh, even though I ranted for like ten minutes, we're under an hour. Yeah, hit the target, man. That's we are the aim. damn good at this, aren't yeah. we? No two-hour podcast this week. <laughs> exactly. So someone better listen to this fucking thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh... Oh shit! No one answered. No one went in for the competition. Man no, Borg. no one did because no one listens this far into the video. Okay. Well, Manborg is still up for grabs. If I can get someone to just, just, I only need one person to tweet me with a funny film name. Just subvert, subvert an existing film name. Make it a porn name. Make something else into a comedy just whatever you want to do just get it in the best one we'll we'll talk about it and pick one and send you a copy of Manball just just fucking let me know just try where can they tweet you at they can tweet me at I'm Cinemageddon spelt with one G and two D's and also you can tweet LV54 Space Monkey he will also get it and be able to let you know how you're doing and what we're doing and when you whether you've won or not okay but um, but yeah let us know and we'll get you a copy of Manball if no one if no one accepts it this week, then what I'll do is I'll add a film to it on the next podcast and we'll have like a rollover and we'll get like a whole collection of films waiting for one fucking person to tweet us. And then once we've deemed them worthy of the film collection, once it's funny enough, they can have them all. I don't care about I think shipping costs. Go to the first person that actually bothers. No. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't reward mediocrity. So anyway. Alright guys. Have a good week. Or two weeks. See you soon. Bye. Boy. You're going to fart again? No, I can't on cue anymore. Broke oh. it.